I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two Average Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty excited right now. We have such a great guest on today. We've been waiting for this. <laughs> you guys are too nice. Too nice. Uh, the, He's looking at us like, what? You, What's going on here? You're hearing the voice of Aiden. We refer to him as Aiden, just just Aiden alone, like Cher, yeah, Madonna. Has, yeah. There's Ellen. no, there's no, yeah, Ellen. Ellen. I'd love to be grouped with those people. <laughs> totally Oprah. Just, just, we could just go down the Listen, list. Listen, the single Chris. name. Yo, yeah. <laughs> the single name means you've really succeeded. Aiden is our editor for our show. Yes. But he's also also a friend of the podcast yes he is i think out of i mean y- you need to be a friend since you're the editor oh yeah I mean, i'm one with the tag podcast <laughs> one with the tag but aiden um is also just an interesting cat he's a freshman at usc and um is involved in all kinds of exciting things so we thought you would love to hear about and from aiden wow. well i wanted to I wanted him on here early on because when I've known Aiden for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. um, if anybody remembers the podcast with Todd Bloomstein, Mm -hmm. that was one of our earlier podcasts. Very actually, he was one of our first, he was the first podcast. We did it in way back when, but we aired it not too long ago, maybe at the beginning of when we started, but we Mm -hmm. did it in December and it was kind of a, let's try this out and see how it goes and Todd (laughs) so far so good it's sticking yeah I I remember coming down with my dad on Mm -hmm. the airplane Mm -hmm. to record and you sat in this room with us I did and you were just observing and at that time after we were done um, with Todd Todd is a legislator and he talked to us a little bit about California legislation and just getting involved with government in general Mm -hmm. Aiden was there and we started talking to Aiden. We found out that Aiden in his in high school, which you were in high school at the time. I was. Yeah, he yeah. was a senior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he was in high school and you had made your own podcast at your high school. I did. Yeah. So I think I came down. It may have been election day, too, that we I were coming down. Yeah. Um, I remember wearing a vote mask. Yes. You, that's right. You did. Point. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, had, right. I had a vote mask on, but more on to my podcast that I did. In high school, it was called the BCS Pride Pod, where the the pride, like the uh, pride of lions, was our mascot. And during COVID, everyone was isolated, yeah. went home, and we didn't really have the community aspect that my school is fundamentally built on. So mm-hmm. there's only 380 kids in the high school. And so it's super, a private school. It is a private Christian mm-hmm. school in Sacramento, mm-hmm. um, and only about 380 people attend. Mm-hmm. So it's super small. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everyone. And the community is a really, really big part of the school. And with COVID, everything stopped with community. Yeah. So I started this podcast to try and rebuild the community, still have the community connections during COVID. So we had administrators on, teachers on, parents on, students on, and kind of, yeah. it honestly became one of the COVID talking points of, of the school, just yeah. because we would have school board members on to talk about what we were doing with COVID, our COVID response. We had the athletic director on a few times to talk about what's going on in the world of athletics with which wasn't much 
with it, it wasn't much, but there was things to be updated right, on about sure. what we what they were doing, how we were going to bring sports back, what was the phased approach, and I was really really blessed to be at that school during COVID because we were able to do so many things mm-hmm. without the bureaucracy of a school board or of being an arm of the government. Mm-hmm. So we were able to make a lot of decisions um, unilaterally at the school to be able to open up way earlier than most of the other public schools. Um, kind of getting off on a tangent here. No, that no was tangent. the uh, no, that that was kind of the the podcast origination. So when you did it, where did you where did you do it? Out of your home or at the school? What, yeah. How did you do yeah. that? So I started it, co-founded it with one of my dearest friends from high school, um, and we would do everything through Zoom. So mm. we would uh, Zoom record um, each of our guests, and I would say most of our guests weren't very savvy. No, and so they would just hard. record Not on like the, us. No, we are absolute <laughs> professionals here. Oh, man. But most of the time it was someone just putting their iPad down and getting on a Zoom call. And, and that was the audio that we had to work with. So I guess that's where I started to really learn my editing skills to be able to make those people sound presentable. Um, and I, I, I picked up a microphone from Best Buy and yeah. that's what we that's what we ran with yeah and so it was kind of a bootstrap in the podcast but it was really really good but and you just threw yourself into it because you're you're a teenager at the time yeah. and you're like why not let's just try this like Ann and I when we were debating on whether we wanted to do a podcast we knew we wanted to do it mm-hmm. but what held us back a bit was the editing and the technical portion but you didn't let that bother you because it's just part of who you guys are yeah i I guess learning on on my feet is something that i I mean i've enjoyed the luxury of to be (laughs) able to just pick something up and kind of mess with it and and learn it we use garage band to edit that podcast we use garage band to edit this podcast and i guess it was watching a couple of YouTube videos, messing around with it for a little bit. Um, I guess a podcast was always something that I had in the back of my mind because I rarely listen to music in the car. It's always a podcast on, always listening to it. So I was like, well, well, why not? Why can't I start one? Yeah. And this was kind of the the perfect thing that the stars aligned and let me start one. Is that podcast still going today at your school? It unfortunately is <gasps> not. We didn't oh. have anyone that really wanted to start it. Um, or, or keep it going keep it going yeah, yeah that's so the that, problem that, that was sad mm-hmm. um to see it kind of fade away but i've been able to kind of fulfill my podcast endeavors elsewhere <laughs> with us <laughs> yeah. and that i do have to say when denise and i were putting it together and everything we got garage band after we'd gone through two or three different other softwares that i was like i can't make sense of this and having been in the broadcast community whatever that as my job for couple decades I was like this can't be much different than the one I used blah blah you know back then or whatever and they're as you know they're complex they can do as much or as little as you want them to do Mm -hmm. so we landed on GarageBand and then the whole the whole prospect of actually editing our own podcast was like I'm that's what I'm going to be doing it's going to be great and then when I realized that it it wasn't because I'm an old lady I was like I can't this is more than I need to be doing in regards to this Aiden, it's a lot of time. It, ta- no, it takes a lot yeah. of time, but it doesn't take a lot of time for someone like Aiden, who, much like Liam Neeson, has a very specific set of skills. <laughs> right? I mean, it is one of those things where it's like when you've got the brain of someone who's 18, 19 years old, and you're like, of course I can do this tap, tap, tap. Not a problem. And the, the reason I'm even talking about it is because I could have very easily let that hold us back. 
like, well, I can't do it. And I'm not sure who's going to do it. And then Aiden very graciously offered. He was like, well, I, if you need an editor, I, I'll give it a try. And yeah. th- it was it was a dream come true. It was literally, he was sitting here and I think I reached out to you. Well, you yeah. had said something and then I reached out to him and I was like, Anne, he said he'd do it. Because I couldn't say yes fast enough. She didn't have the sentence completely out of her mouth. And I was like, call him right now. You know, I know. I remember the call that we had. I was, I dropped my brother off at swim practice <laughs> and I was, I was, I really, I was in the, in the parking lot. I think I got a text from you, Denise saying, Hey, can we get on a call with Anne? And so put my AirPods on and then, and then we kind of talked through some of the things, some of the ideas that I had, the skills that I had, and I'm happy to serve. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, for us, when Anne wanted to do the, the editing I just mm-hmm. said okay because I thought originally you just plug in and you record and then you go and plug it in somewhere else and then it goes to the big universe of podcasting yeah. and everyone can hear it right it's not that easy and when she wanted to do it and I started looking into it myself I thought if we're gonna do this and have a good time because the whole reason we're doing this is to have fun that's right yeah and to it and, and it's kind of evolving to a little bit more than just let's have fun we're reaching so many more people than we ever thought possible mm-hmm. we're still having fun and we're still having fun <laughs> but the reality was if we were going to be the ones to do the editing yeah. i don't think we would be having that much fun no and i knew that early on so yeah. i was i was glad to um let someone else handle it who, yeah who could do that and so. he his he's he's really helped us on so many levels we always tell him you know he puts up with the old ladies on the other side of the microphones <laughs> because there is so much that we don't understand. But he's been so nice and he's been so good about it. And he's been a good mentor for us as far as giving us ideas and bouncing off things to him. I mean, it's been great. But one of the reasons we wanted you on here is, number one, when he was going in his senior year during the time that you started the podcast, mm-hmm. you were in the middle of we were in the middle of COVID. I was. And he was one of those many, many thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands Mm -hmm. of kids who found themselves in high school, their senior year, trying to maneuver through something that we thought might be a couple weeks to a couple months. Do you remember the term flatten the curve? I I don't know. It was going to be two weeks. Yeah. 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 That didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So he. (laughs) Two years later. (laughs) Here we are. Um, But. The whole idea was that you had to figure out a new norm. Mm-hmm. And being a high school, I don't know about you, Anne, but I was mm. not that flexible. I was like, things are going to go a certain way. Well, no, and high school's terrifying anyway, even at its very best. Right. So the fact that you did it like, like this in COVID and just had to sort of, okay, pivot, for lack of a better term, and work it out this way is really quite amazing and come out being just fine Aiden is sitting here and he is totally normal I'm happy to report he's not only normal (laughs) but he and many of the other people that I know that graduated from high school are now in college they're going to their second year some of them in college it's been really interesting to watch you just really for lack of a better word evolve into what you have to be just yeah. making the most of a really bad situation and not just making the most of it, but thriving under it. Right. He's yeah. thriving under it. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit. What do you think was the biggest challenge in high school for you? Or, I mean, I would. With COVID? Or yeah, with, co- with COVID. With well, COVID before situation. before COVID, maybe it's different. I don't know. What was the biggest challenge in high school before COVID? The biggest challenge for me was having 24 hours in a day. I wanted 30 hours in a day for all the, all the things that 
that I was doing, my friends were doing. Um, we were, I, I played football all four years, was a multi-sport athlete, played, uh, wrestled my freshman year, um, played baseball for, for two years. My last two years of, uh, uh, high school, I was the student body president, uh, the president of our student council. And I was so, so engaged that I was leaving how my house at six o'clock in the morning and not coming back till nine o'clock every oh, single Monday through Friday. Gosh. Um, so I had so much going on that I, I needed more time in the day, but the, the way, I guess one of the most, like a specific challenge was my junior year, I was elected vice president. And within the first week, our president said that he was moving to San Francisco. Oh, and no. so I had to take the helm of <laughs> our student council <laughs> when I was, I mean, I was in student council for the past two years, a freshman representative, and then on the executive board as a, the treasurer my sophomore year and then i became the first junior president of our student council overnight mm -hmm. and and so i really felt the weight of the seniors of that yeah, year right because i felt like i had to produce the last year of high school for them mm -hmm. and make it enjoyable and mm -hmm. make it fun but i wasn't a senior right how, how i i didn't know like what they what what did they want right i mean i wasn't there yet i was gonna have another year to kind of learn and then be able to take it on but but no that i was thrown in that situation overnight so i i i guess the biggest challenge was assuming that responsibility to make sure that they had a good good senior year no, and, and they enjoyed their time that's huge. That's actually a big responsibility. Yeah. I mean, that's very What's stressful. What's admirable about all of that is that you cared. Right. I mean, I mean, it I would mean be... like literally most, you know, I, I mean, Aiden, if you haven't already got the vibe, is not your normal. <laughs> How old are you, Aiden? I'm 18. Yeah. He's yeah. not normal 18. I mean, I don't, he's like in more mature way, than though. I am. No, exactly. Right. In, the, in the best way I could ever imagine. When you say that you went to school, it's, you got up, you left your house at 6.30 and got home at 9, you were ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as as we were kind of going through it, your introduction to, to COVID and how hard it was for seniors, I guess I didn't really feel that. <laughs> for some, it was, it was hard. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was just another challenge to overcome. Mm -hmm. It was another getting thrown to the wolves and having to figure it out. Right. So I, I guess I didn't see it more of a as a hindrance, but more of an opportunity to pivot and learn learn something new yeah. and be able to adapt and overcome. I think I already know the answer to this, but where <laughs> do you get that type of mental mental awareness to be able to say, you know what, I just thought I'd have a challenge, but I just pivoted because a lot of teenagers did not pivot no they were angry they were frustrated they kind of they're still not the same no they've really struggled no so and how did you get there yeah i distinctively remember every single day that i was at home doing school my dad would come in and tell me i, I got a desk in my room and kind of turned that into like my little home office yeah. i guess <laughs> yeah. in my room. everyone did i love it um and he would come in and sit down and talk with me and say aiden take advantage of the opportunities that you have right now. Mm -hmm. There's so many people that don't have access to online school yep. that are falling behind. I know that the public school system has failed them. Mm -hmm. And I was able to have the private school education, have the opportunities of online school. And mm -hmm. he looked at me and said, take advantage of it because so many people are not. 
that mm. they don't have that opportunity. They don't have a chance so, to take advantage of, of ex- anything. Exactly. Yeah, so no, when everyone else is slacking off, not doing online school, even in my high school, this mm-hmm. is your chance to get ahead. Amazing. So absolutely give it your all because this is where the gap starts to come. That's true. Right. So, yeah. so then you finish your junior year, senior year starts happening. Senior year and comes then COVID around hits. And well, COVID I think hit my junior oh, end it, of my junior it, year. So okay, March we, of your we were year. we were online for um, I think the rest of my junior year, mm-hmm. and then my senior year happened, and this was full COVID, right? This was yeah. the summer. Yep. Um, and then um, in the fall the, the, of twenty twenty, December, yeah. So COVID was in full bore. I like I said, I played I played football since I was eight years old. I didn't have a f- winter football, fall football season. We had football in the spring, and it was only two games. Oh, um, and, and I know. Um, so that was that was different. We were kind of to, to back up. We uh, our graduation for our, the seniors that year was my mom's responsibility. So she she kind of took charge of the seniors that year as her, as her job working at the school, um, and she kind of was put in charge of of graduation that year. And so I kind of got to feel all the frustration um, that parents had, that students had over having graduation. We had it on the football field better than better than most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I guess I was accustomed to it and ready to uh, adapt to the new challenges yeah. of. Um, of my senior season. What happened senior year? Denise said, what was the biggest challenge of just high school in general before COVID? Then with COVID, what was your biggest high school challenge? Not being able to do all the things that we should have been able to do. Meaning I wasn't able to have a homecoming, a senior homecoming. Right. I was grateful enough to have a senior prom, but I only had one prom. I was supposed to have a junior prom. Sure. That oh, you, didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I guess after four years of planning and <laughs> getting ready for a senior year mm-hmm. um, t- to leave, it didn't happen. Um, but like I said, very grateful that we were able to do something. Yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of graduates during that, that had gone through all of that. And I think a lot of them have said the same thing, that they kind of mourned the life they didn't get to have. Yeah. yeah. You have this expectation. And it just doesn't turn out. Yeah. So you you do graduate. You end up having a better experience than a lot of kids. Because so I mean, most kids didn't get any kind of graduation. They're yeah. just like, here you go. Um, but in the middle of all of that, you're preparing to go to college, and actually, you're preparing to start testing for college and doing all that. How was that with COVID? Yeah, yeah. So interestingly enough. I didn't ever take the SAT or ACT. Oh, that would be my dream. You're so lucky. I know, I know. That was um, a, a blessing from the sky. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I never took the SAT or ACT. I signed up for the ACT uh, multiple times, but you couldn't but it, take it, it was because, canceled because they would have been in one exactly. Big room it, and you well, you couldn't do that. So I applied to all my schools test optional. Um, I would say most. Most all schools, well, all the schools I applied to were test optional. Either mm-hmm. you could send them or you didn't have to. Yeah. But then that opens up, well, how are they going to look at one student that has one a test score and one student that doesn't? Right. So if, when you put them, they're equal on everything else, but one student has a test score, one student doesn't. The college admissions say that they're test optional, but... 
what does that really mean? We all mm-hmm. know the college admissions process is super secretive behind closed doors. So right. they can say something and maybe do something else. So that was kind of always in the back of my mind as a worry yeah. of, oh my gosh, what's, what's going to happen? Right. But, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. I remember, I think I wrote, I wrote a ton um, for all of my colleges. I applied to 11 colleges, wow. all in state. Um, all in state of California? All in the state of California. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> no, um, who would want to leave? I think. <laughs> it, I mean, no, it's a great. No, it California's is. terrific. It is. Um, so I, I didn't want to leave. I stayed. I played to 11 schools here, um, all of which were test optional. And I think I wrote 20 pages worth of essays for all of them combined. I, yeah. No. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> no. It was a lot of writing, a yeah. lot of time with going through the Common App, going through each individual school's application. So it, it, it took a lot, but definitely rewarding, and I'm happy I did it. What Can you remember what like an essay subject is? Like, Can you give the audience, like, a, mm-hmm. I'm sure people have not, I've not been to college in a long time. Like, yeah. Do you remember some of the things that they asked you to write about? Yeah, some of them were really weird. And That's some what I want to hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of them were um, kind of your, your standard, want to see how you write kind of thing. Um, one that I remember distinctively was the LMU, Loyola Marymount, mm-hmm. question. They talk about uh, the UN Climate Accords, wow. kind of one of the kind of set that as a premise, okay. and then said, what should universities and other institutions do to go net carbon zero? What role should universities, institutions play to reduce their carbon emissions? Interesting. Wrote an essay on that. Mm -hmm. And then a few short answer questions. I remember for USC, they asked me if I was to roommate with one person, who would it be? Any time. Dead or alive? Dead or alive, celebrity, who would it be? What did you say? Do you want to tell us? Can you tell the audience? I, I think I remember, I think I put Tom Cruise. (laughs) <laughs> what? Why? No, I never that, that I think that just blew me away. I would have really yeah, I would have been like, like Winston Churchill or something. Like or Abraham Lincoln yeah. or yeah. Heidi Klum. Klum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully all of the uh the young Heidi Klums would come to want to talk to Tom Cruise in our room. So Tom Cruise because he's such an interesting he is cat. Cool. He's cool. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. He'd bring the party. Oh totally. He'd yeah, bring, the party. bring the party. He'd, He'd also bring, bring the Scientology. What are you going to do then? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he'd jump on your couch and he'd be all crazy. And I, what if you oh, were? Oh, I wish ne- I had a couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's there high is, end. There is no couch in my dorm. <laughs> what if you were a negator, though, or whatever it's called in Scientology, where you bring a negative energy and you have to be stricken from that person's life? I bet there's some spice that we could burn in the dorm room that could negate my energy i have to ask you did you seriously put down tom cruise yeah i think i did and then you had to back it up with a no you just put it no it was just the name it was just the name yeah and then i think another question was it was just like one one name and then who is your favorite artist your favorite music artist a musician yeah musician jethro jethro tall no no uh wait wait hold up also a curveball a oh, curveball. It's going to be a curveball. It's going to be a curveball. Curve Mozart? Oh, no. Okay. He said curveball. I know, but I'm thinking. Go in the other like, direction. Other direction. The Go Go's. Eric something. Clapton. Shakira. Shakira. Oh, oh totally. Yeah. That's what I listened to all the way 
down here when I'm not have a podcast on. It's some Latin music. And really? I guess, yeah, oh yeah, totally. Shake your booty kind of thing. Hips don't lie. The, her hips, <laughs> hips do not lie. They over don't here. lie. Listen, I've seen them. They don't. At the Super Bowl two year, uh, last year or <laughs> two years ago, I think it was two years ago, yeah. Shakira was performing. She don't mess. No. Those, those hips are good. Yeah. I you should have put her down as the roommate. I'm I don't very know if they do that co ed stuff at USC. They save that for Cal up north. I'm. I'm very concerned about his roommate situation with Tom Cruise. As you can tell. <laughs> it's very upsetting to me. I bet I can go back and who would be your roommate? Office. Yeah, my husband Warren. Oh. Okay, yeah, Let's... or Dee Dee. Oh, okay, we'd well, have fun. We would totally have fun. because you're as room... much fun as Tom Cruise. See, I, I wouldn't I, want to be. I don't roommate. think Tom Cruise is very fun. Really. No, and I know big Scientology is going to come after me now, but I don't yeah. see him as really fun. Mm. The Tom Cruise that we grew up with was a different Tom Cruise. He yeah, got weird. Him. He got I weird. Him. Uh, but that. Well, yeah. I think you raise a, a good point about mm. the Scientology um, and, and that <laughs> yeah. aspect. Yeah. There's a lot of times where you write for your audience. That's absolutely correct. So is that what you were doing in your answer? So if I put that I wanted to room with Donald Trump... <gasps> I see. What I don't think I would get the same response. I see from what you're the, saying. the person that was reading the sure. college mission. So, as an overarching theme, I had to be really, really careful of what I wrote. Sure. You um, couldn't put Joseph Smith or Brigham Young if you were applying to yeah. Cal. Yeah, You'd have exactly. to put. I get. Oh. Yeah. So if I wanted, mm -hmm. like, if it said, state your favorite politician. Oh. Who Who do you Ted say? Ted Cruz wouldn't come. Wouldn't come up. <laughs> You'd have to put Gavin Newsom or something like that. Depending or, on where you're playing. Karen to. Bass. Oh. She's a USC grad and oh, now yeah. a congresswoman. You'd have to really think that through and do yeah, some background. And, and so I would say everything that I wrote, every word that I wrote, I had to be extraordinarily careful of. That's very Cause stressful. Because I, I didn't know who was going to read it. No, what you their didn't. biases were. No. It's, it's interesting because you think that you are getting judged on your merits. Yeah. And that it, as a free thinker going into higher education... The whole idea is that you can be who you want to be. Yeah, but and you want yeah. you want a diversity in these college campuses, supposedly. No, they don't. They don't want diversity. I know. <laughs> they say they do, but I guess it's only the your opinion isn't the diversity they want. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. could be. I could be just paraphrasing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. but I, I yeah I did have to be careful about what I wrote. Um and to the to the question of the climate change and. And oh yes, yeah. please let's circle back. Yeah, so I I wrote that the climate is a existential threat to all of our lives and our way of life, and we have to the institutions like LMU have to do everything possible to stop it. Oh wow! And yeah. do you really believe that? To an extent, I think if climate change, um, and now we're getting off to to a, a more policy <laughs> topic, but please. Um, I, I guess this, some of the science is overwhelming that the climate is changing. Sure. Um, what impact humans have on it is another question. Um, what it, what can we do to stop climate change is also another question. Can um, it have be we, stopped? Have we already... So carbon stays in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It doesn't recycle. Sure. It, it, once we put it up there, it stays there. So the industrial age sent a lot of carbon up up into the atmosphere and so if we stop all our all of our carbon emissions then are we still going to see the temperature increase so i don't know we'll we'll see again that's another topic but, but you were playing mm -hmm. to the audience i was yeah you, were playing yeah. To the you have to you have to you have to write you have to know who your audience is and that is true for some of my classes oh. that i have to that i have to write and i have to show 
Yeah. What what they want to hear sometimes. And I'm going to embarrass Aiden now. Please do. You okay. applied to 11 colleges. How many accepted you? So I got accepted. Well, I can tell you the ones that did not accept me. Oh, what? I didn't get accepted. Somebody ac- didn't accept you? Yeah. yeah. Please tell us who it is. So I did not get into UC San Diego. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. I didn't get into Cal. And Berkeley. I didn't get in- yeah, Cal Berkeley. And I didn't get into Stanford. I, no one gets into Stanford. I'm sorry. Yeah, three no percent acceptance gets, yeah. rate. Um, yeah. I got into UCLA, so that was a shock when I didn't get into UCSD. That but is I got weird. into UCLA, um, or I didn't get into Cal. I have my own like conspiracy theories about that. Do you really? Yeah, I think that Cal and U- UCLA are picking from the same group of students that apply to those top tier U- uh, UCs. Mm-hmm. So rather than have the student um, kind of choose between which high end UC they want to go to they decide for you so either one accepts you or the other i've i don't think i've met anybody that's gotten accepted that's gotten into both either cal or ucla so they get into both or they don't get into they get into one but not the other oh so i don't know why the the uc admission gotten into uscla and studied cal yeah 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 when you chose usc was it that was your dream school or no so i guess i didn't (laughs) I guess I really didn't have a I didn't grow up always wanting to go to a certain particular college right I really wasn't even engaged in college sports or or anything like that I I guess I always wanted to go to a top tier university though Mm -hmm. I distinctively remember freshman year listening to the college and career first introductory (laughs) lecture given to us and I thought to myself I'm going to do everything in my power to go to a top university a top 20 university at least Um, and I was having my junior meeting and the counselor is kind of naming off these different colleges. And I'm like, no, no, don't want that. Don't want that. I'll apply to them. But I wouldn't be truly happy there because I always wanted that name school. Mm. And I guess there's different opinions about what an elite university gives you. But that was always my goal to Mm -hmm. go to a top tier university. Mm -hmm. Hmm. How did you choose USC over UCLA? Yeah. So. Um, I kind of it came down to sort of two two factors. One was I talked to a lot of USC grads, and they always said, "You're a Trojan for life, mm-hmm. but you're a Bruin for four years." I think they say it the other way: "You're a Bruin for four years, you're a Trojan for life." Really? Um, yeah. Oh. So that Trojan network is huge. It is, and it is. Um, they are. It's it really is like a family. Yeah. I've been in the line at Disneyland and have a USC sweatshirt on. And people will just come up to me and say, hey, I graduated from USC in 94 and I do this and this now. Here's my card. Call me if you need anything. It's truly a fraternity. It really, really is. Mm -hmm. So uh, this guy from from Boeing came up to me and said, hey, I went to USC. Here's my card at Boeing. Come stop by. Give I'll give you a tour and I can help you out in any way. Really? So it, it really That's is, awesome. yeah, it really is that community. Uh, it came to a financial decision. So USC gave me way more money than UCLA did. Yep. Really? Significantly more. So it actually was cheaper to go to USC than it was UCLA. I know all the uh, the, the state schools and it, it is $83,000 to go to USC without, without any scholarships. Help, yeah. 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 So I got a, a really, really good scholarship to be able to go. That's awesome. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't pass that up. Awesome. That's really great. So you were able to move down from Northern California to Southern California, yeah. and now you're our neighbor. I am. I know it, that's how we have him in studio. We're so excited. 
Tell us a little bit about your experience right now. I really wanted our listeners to hear about what it's like as a freshman during COVID. Because when you first told me about oh. it, I the amount of eye rolling I did was, was quite extensive. I think <laughs> I might have even said a few swear words because I just couldn't believe how crazy um, the COVID situation has become. But just before he even talks about it, Anna and I have talked about it. I talked about it with Aiden. Aiden takes all of this in stride. And I think a lot of these younger people who have gone through all of this during this, the last two years, they have adapted so much better than we have. I mean, I'm still angry about it. Yeah. Aiden's just doing his thing. He he said it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. I Everything's don't... normal. Mm-hmm. And kind of just take a step back it was interesting coming in today Mm -hmm. um physically into your home because when i left my car i grabbed my mask and i put it on oh i put my mask on to walk from the street where you parked into the house my car yeah i I put it on and then you realized i was like oh crap what am i doing Well, and for folks who don't know the geography of Southern California, yeah. um, USC is in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We are currently in Orange County. And there are there's a big disparity between the rules and regulations regarding COVID and masks and just probably just about anything between the two counties. Yeah, there is. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go to a Starbucks and they every, I, you order your coffee and then they ask you, are you going to uh, drink it here or are you going to leave? And if you say you're going to drink it here, they ask to see your vaccination uh, <gasps> card. Really? What? Yeah. Um, so in, in any situation where you're going to, you're, you walk into a hotel, they mm. ask you for your vaccination to see it. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on Starbucks. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I went up to Northern California. I was in Oakland mm-hmm. when I went duck hunting a few Alameda weeks County? ago. Alameda yeah. County? Yeah. They didn't ask me to see it there. Hmm. I th- I was I had it ready. I was ready to show my whole situation because I just wanted to get through it. Yeah. But I they didn't ask me, and I was kind of surprised. I had to wear a mask, mm-hmm. but they didn't ask me for my vax card. Do they want you to be triple vaxed? So yeah, I can kind of go through some of the things that USC does. Okay, but I mean Starbucks, where they like you have to have a booster or you can't stay, or they just want to see you flash your vax card or whatever. yeah. Starbucks I, does. I, I guess they didn't even ask me for my ID. They just wanted to see it. So I could have gotten Joe Schmo just, vaccination card. Well, the guy who's like that works. Standing out front with like the the doctor is in booth yeah. and is handing out free vax cards would be I'm sorry. I went to a LA me. Kings game, yeah. the hockey game, mm-hmm. yeah. and they asked for it there too. That I I mean that's sort of an expectation of going large into something events, like that, yeah. large events like that, but the Starbucks on Kawanga is yeah. like on Figueroa. On Figueroa. <laughs> What? I'm going to get something worse in here than COVID. No. This is nasty in here. No kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use your bathroom. No. Absolutely not. Does it come with a free shot of penicillin? Yeah, Other than exactly. that, hard pass. Okay, so what is USC doing with yeah. COVID? Yeah, so USC has taken a very proactive approach to COVID, to their COVID mitigation. We have uh, a large student health team, um, and we're partnered with our Keck School of Medicine to kind of use our population as a test. So we're basically a small city. So there's 40,000 students at USC. It's huge. Um, So to be able to come on campus during the fall, I had to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I had to have both of my shots. Um, And to come on a campus, it's quite interesting. There's an app that we have, it's called Trojan Check. And every morning I get onto Trojan Check, log in, and it shows up 
all of the things that I have to do. So the first is my COVID vaccination. It says compliant. The next, it says influenza shot because they require that. So you have to check compliant. it? Compliant. Um, well, so it has to be all compliant before I can start my wellness check. Mm-hmm. My wellness every check. Every day? Every day. And but every day. It's not changing. It does if you don't. Well, your symptoms may change. Oh, And I so see. that's what they want to see. Mm. If then it asks me. So it, it goes through all of these things and says I'm compliant, compliant, compliant on my influenza. I have to do like some COVID training online to know when I should and shouldn't do d- different things and the COVID training there. And then my vaccination and then the influenza. And then I say it says start my wellness exam. And I click that, and then it asks me a series of symptom questions. Do I have a cough? Do I have a sore throat? Do I have a headache? And I click no, 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 no. At the end, I attest to everything that I said was truthful. And then it spits out a QR code and a little page that says Saturday, February 4th. um, And I have to show that everywhere I go whenever I go into a building. So you leave, say, the English building? I leave my dorm, and I have to show the security guard. That you've already gone through that. If you're driving onto campus, there's checkpoints. Little pop-ups that are at every entrance that you have to show your QR code and they scan it. And then it, that, it links all your vaccination stuff and everything there. So it's one central location. So you're not having to fumble with a vax card right. or, or whatever. So it's all in that central location. And then they check it there. I cannot stress enough, though, how large the campus, yeah. Yeah, the SC huge. campus is. So the, the amount of people that they're employing to do that. Yeah, no, we've actually started an, a new department, I guess. It's called our COVID care crew. <laughs> the, the triple C. COVID care crew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's their job to make sure everyone is compliant with, with their COVID Trojan check. And that's what they do. They stand at every checkpoint and they make sure everyone has have it and that they have it up to date. And at every pedestrian entrance also, there's a little scanner, like you're scanning at the grocery store at mm. the self-checkout. Mm. You scan your QR code and then the lady has a laptop and it pops up a picture of you and says that you're compliant and they let you through. Now, that's not all you have to do. No, that's not all I have to do. And even though right now I'm triple vaccinated and boost and have both of my vaccines and, and, and have the booster mask everywhere you yes. go. Yes, so masking is mandatory indoors at all times. It just no questions asked. Okay, just devil's advocate. What if someone doesn't, or have you seen anyone who has said, "I'm not doing this"? Or is everyone pretty compliant? Interesting, you say that. Mm. I have never had an experience where someone is not compliant. Okay, it is 100% compliance. Everyone wow. buys into it. Wow. I've had times. On a college in, campus. It's at a college amazing. campus. So I was in, I took oceanography last year. I would not be La- compliant. I yeah. would not. Well, this is what happens. When I was in an oceanography lecture, one of the kids had his mask sn- uh, slip below his nose. He wasn't purposefully nose. wearing it that he way. It just happened. It that way. Yeah. The professor stops and says, I will not continue lecture if everyone doesn't have their mask above their nose. She stopped. And she said she wasn't going to lecture. And did he? Unless, was he like, oh, wait, that's me she's talking to. Yeah, and he immediately and he fixed his mask. Yeah, immediately. But the, the professor was not going to. They've been instructed by the administration to not lecture unless everyone is compliant with their masks. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, continue. What else? And so, like I said, I'm boosted. I have to test weekly. COVID test? COVID test weekly. The nose swab? So you have a choice. You can oh. do a nose swab or you can spit into a tube. 
Oh, that's a nice yeah, it option. it sounds good. <laughs> but do you know how much saliva you have to produce oh, in this oh. little... Oh, my gosh. You, you really? have to sit there for like 15 <laughs> minutes and spit into this little tube. Oh. They literally give you a straw to chew on to create more... This is getting uh, uh, a little gross. No, but to create it. more saliva to spit into this tube. Oh. And it's a little funnel that there's the tube and then you spit into it. So I opt in for the nose swab. Every time. Um, every single sure, time. Sure, well, sure. Except for last week, they closed at three. I don't, I don't know what their deal is. They, they close early, they open late. And oh. so I was busy. You have to get it weekly. Yeah, I have to get it weekly. If you're unvaccinated, which I think only 3% of the campus is, you mm-hmm. have to test every 72 hours. Mm-hmm. It, and is the do they make you pay for it yourself or is no, it no, no, part no, no. of the school? Yeah, so it's part of the school. I mean, it's $84,000 yeah. to go to the school, so it's not like it's free, <laughs> but I'm just saying. But no, the, the university does supply the test. Mm. So just thinking of the cost of 40,000 tests, and I get my results within 12 hours. Okay. Wow. So, so I'm, not, it, I'm not waiting yeah. three days like most people are in the general public to get a COVID test. What if you don't? You wake up, you're late, you run out of your room, and yeah. you forget to check your boxes. They don't let you out. Oh, you oh, can't they, leave. The security guard says no. They, I need to see your Trojan check. So then oh. you get on your phone and you do it real you quick. You do it real quick, yeah. You answer and then you questions. run to your class and you don't have time to get a nose swab. Mm-hmm. What the, happens if you don't get your a Your Trojan test? check doesn't work the next day. So if you've expired mm-hmm. your one week mm-hmm. and you go to do your COVID, your, your Trojan check that morning... It says not compliant, and you can't even begin the wellness exam, so you so can't get So then what do you it. do? So then you go to the guard at the front. You say, hey, I'm going to get my COVID test. I'm leaving right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going straight there. Mm-hmm. And they say, tap your ID. So you tap your ID onto the computer. It registers you that you're going to get your COVID test, and then you have to go get it. Unless the next time that you come in and you say you don't have your COVID test again, you tap your card, and they say, well, you've already used that excuse. Try again. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Because I mean, (laughs) I don't even think that I don't even think that a lot of kids are going to do it on purpose. It's one of those things. I mean, in college, I was notorious for just not getting up in time or not following through because I had a rough night. I mean, you know what I mean? Like there was things going on that were more important to me, like socializing and partying Mm -hmm. than following the rules or going to class. So I can only imagine... There's got to be some kids that are... But there's large buy-in. I know some mm-hmm. people that test daily. Oh, really? Yeah. Just on their own? They're on just like, own. I just want to be sure. I just want to be sure. So they go and test daily. The logistics of that alone, of just the what you're talking about, going and getting your COVID test every 72 hours and having to sit there and spit or you know whatever you're doing, the logistics of that gives me so much angst. I can't imagine how the school is handling that. And I can't believe... On a university level, because university is where everyone starts to become a free thinker. My parents were pro-Trump, therefore now I'm going to become the biggest liberal ever. Mm -hmm. Or my parents were pro-Biden or whatever, and now I'm so conservative because now I'm at college and I'm learning all these great, free thinking, free speech, blah, blah, blah. They're all complying. That's a, That should be a study in psychology on its own. Yeah, it should be. It should be because it's crazy. But I've heard some of our health officers that say that they use USC as a research tool. I'll bet they do. That the Keck School of Medicine is gathering so much data on us yes. on, on COVID right. that they use it to do research. Do you think that the, the buy-in could have a correlation with the cost of the school? Um, I mean, your, your, your parents are paying or you're paying or you're on scholarship. Yeah. Could you be worried that if you don't comply, you're going to get kicked out and 
you've kind of got a good thing going, so we better, you, I better stick, play by the rules. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I know of nobody that is resistant to the COVID mm-hmm. mitigation efforts, mm-hmm. and nobody. It's I'm so not resistant. Yeah, it's so interesting because, and again, this is often a little bit of a tangent, but your age group mm-hmm. and the COVID statistics do not show that it is dangerous for your group of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to make you sick and it could spread to everybody. But we've talked about this. They're still you're still getting outbreaks on your school. campus. Yeah. Yeah. So during the fall semester, we held a really, really good positivity rate of 0.1 percent when the entire state was at like 5 percent positivity rate. So yep. we did really, really well. Yeah. And I was I just seeing those numbers I bought in. Sure. Like, wow. Yeah. Only 0.1 percent on uh-huh. camp. We're doing we're doing something right. Yeah. And then in the spring, it's a it's a different <laughs> tune at the beginning. When we were during the midst of the Omicron variant, we were at 10.6 positivity rate. Yeah. One in even, 10 students. Even mm-hmm. though even you have everything, yeah. you're doing everything. So it just goes to show. But a lot of those people were coming back from being home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. we've really shot down. Yeah. Um, so everyone was kind of, but we had to test before we came back to the university. Oh, you did. So people yeah. came back negative. Exactly. So they came back. You had to show a negative test yeah. to, again, the guard to let you into your <laughs> The door. guard. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, are they nice? <laughs> they don't no. say much. No. They're strong and silent. Yeah, they are. are. they uniformed? They are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just am trying to get a, big a vision. C on them. Yeah, triple C. The COVID care crew. <gasps> they're they're care at, they're, crew. These are actually different. These are housing guards. Ooh. The COVID care crew. They run the checkpoints. But it is a, it is a very forceful way of accomplishing what they want to accomplish. It is. Yeah. But I also see an ulterior motive to it, which is the university wants to keep the university open as no oh no they want to restrict as much as they can from the public be as restrictive as possible from people coming onto the campus was it that so way being pre-covid i i'm unsure okay because i haven't lived in a non-covid that's USD. true you haven't um but any visitors that want to come on they have to navigate the trojan check system themselves oh. so that adds another barrier mm-hmm. from the university and mm-hmm. the public. Mm-hmm. Sure. Past nine o'clock, I have to show my ID to get onto campus. It's a closed campus. Has Anna it always De- been Anna, closed? I'm un- again, I don't I, think I'm it not has. Sure. I don't think so. So if Anne and Denise wanted to come see me at nine nine thirty, then they can't. That you guys can't come in without no. me present, mm. even to get onto the campus. Does that, does that mean that the the crime rate has gone down on campus and and that type of thing? So there is not a crime rate on campus. We, the DPS does a fan, well, off campus, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Our DPS does a fantastic job of keeping us safe. Mm-hmm. They, it literally, they are sworn peace officers. Mm-hmm. There's about a hundred of them. Oh. And that's their job. They're campus police and they do not play. They're, they don't mess. But I can tell that they're not here to police me. Mm-hmm. They're not here to catch me doing whatever. They're there to keep everything out well and again yeah. geographically for folks who don't know usc it's in a notoriously rough neighborhood it is you yeah. don't want to go out it's no. so surprising the very first time i went there i went there for a fraternity party mm-hmm. i was in a sorority and so we decided to go <laughs> from down in san diego all the way up to usc i got off on the exit mm-hmm. and i i i i'm like wait what, yeah. where am i mm-hmm. what is going on i mean there was like you know, homeless and drug addicts. And then you get into a USC-ville 
And it's like it is USC film. <laughs> we get characterized by the LA Times quite frequently as being the ritzy campus, and well, it it, it, is. it is it is all all that. It is ritzy. It is fancy. It is very very nice. It's Ivy League of the West. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. And then you step off campus, and you're like, whoa, what are we doing? <laughs> the first day, we were walking past. My dorm is right next to the DPS office, and the first day we're walking past, and my dad stops one of the DPS officers, Department of Public Safety, and says. My son is moving in as a freshman. What advice can you give him? And he told me, keep your head on a swivel when you leave campus. Oh, when you leave campus. Yeah. He said, when you're within, because there's a big gate that runs around the entire campus. There's, it's not open or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, whenever you leave campus, keep your head on a swivel. Oh my goodness! Because you do hear these horror stories, having been in the news as I long do. as I have. You, when something bad ha- has happened up at USC, in air quotes, it's because someone has left campus, yeah, and gone into one of those neighborhoods for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, not, nothing notorious. And it may be not even going into the neighborhoods. It may it be comes walking to them. on the other side of the gate. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and uh, at the other side of the fence, there's a statutory requirement that after every incident. The DPS has to send out, send out a timely notification to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I get an email every time that there's an incident, there's a robbery, and I get two or three emails a day. That's off campus. Off campus. Within how big? Like how big of a two mile radius around okay. campus? Yeah. So yeah, there'll yeah. be. Um, I think I got one yesterday about a student walking on Flower Street, mm-hmm. and oh. she, <laughs> a unhoused man, came up behind her and hit her on the back of the head and took her backpack and ran. Oh. Just before we left, a uh, university student was tragically hit by a vehicle walking across the street and mm-hmm. was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's dangers. Yeah. But there's another level of awareness that you have to have mm-hmm. and to not put yourself into those situations. So moving forward, you you're navigating the world of covid you're navigating a freshman your new freshman year what tell us a little bit about what you're doing at usc yeah so i keep myself <laughs> kind of busy <laughs> it's shocking. So, yeah i um i'm a part of our student government mm-hmm. i am the athletic liaison for the trojan pride committee so the trojan pride committee is our uh spirit committee mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. campus longest running spirit committee i think in the country really yeah and so my job is i liaison between the athletic department and this spirit committee you're not like um, a cheerleader no i no, mean they like, don't you're run. not doing flips and stuff no <laughs> <laughs> this this they organize events the oh. trojan pride committee we organize events we make sure there's students at, at games um and it's really a collaborative effort with other spirit organizations um but again my job is to kind of make the tie between all the spirit that is at the student government and actually making it into athletic games and uh, kind of expressing um, our spirit onto Mm -hmm. the athletic games and channeling that. I'm also recently got hired on to the athletic department. I'm a sports information intern. Mm. And kind of what that means is the sports information department for other universities or USC in particular is kind of the PR for the sports teams. They uh, do all the media. Mm-hmm. Um, they make sure m- media is acting with athletes and coaches mm-hmm. um, and kind of bridging the gap there. They also do a lot of the statistics for 
the teams and they write recaps after every game about notable things saying such and such mm-hmm. scored this many points and hasn't done it since 1985 stuff like right that. right so they're kind of the research arm of it and i was doing a little bit of that last week Fun. Um, but yeah. Yeah. What is your What is your major? So I actually just switched my majors. I switched from political science to public policy, and I'm also minoring in religion. Minoring in religion. Okay. Wait, yeah. wait. Let's go back. <laughs> Rewind. So See, public many. Public policy. Tell us yeah. what that means. Public mm-hmm. policy. So um, basically, all of the policies that you kind of hear on on the news that these that the legislators are are coming up with, um, I study those. And it's basically taking problems that there are in society and finding a policy solution to them. Um, Government policy. Government policy. So that's the difference between policy and then public policy. Public Mm -hmm. policy is always with government. Right. um, Not like industry policy. Right. But they they translate well. And is that then, is that a gateway into law school? So I am Mm pre-law right now Mm -hmm. um, on the law school track. Uh, I have an advisor that's that's my pre-law advisor, and she'll help me navigate law school and the law school admissions process. Um, I'm early on. I'm not sure if that'll stick. Right. Um, but what, I am looking at higher uh, graduate school. For, of mm-hmm. some sort. Of some so sort, So what yeah. is the religion aspect? <laughs> yeah, so I was always really intrigued with religion. I took religion classes my entire high school mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Um, only Christianity classes. We didn't offer any sure. other religions. Um but I've always I always had that background and was really interested in it. Love sure. reading religion books, and I'm also really interested in like religion ethics yeah. and kind of where we derive our ethical values from. And a lot of it is religion. Um, so last semester I took a Christianity in the Roman Empire class. Wow, that was for my religion mate minor. And mm-hmm. then this semester I'm taking a Buddhist modernism class. Buddhist modernism. Modernism, yeah. So the okay. way that Buddhism translates to the modern age. Oh, wow. wow, how fun, though. Yeah, That's so it, interesting. It, it kind of turns, it, it's turning into a socially engaged Buddhism class. Mm-hmm. So kind of activism through the Buddhist lens. Wow. Yeah. How many credits do you need to get a minor? So I have a really, really small. It's The religion is really small. So it's only 20 units. Oh, that's totally doable. Yeah, okay. I take 16 units a semester. So yeah. last semester I took a four-unit class for this minor, and then this semester I'm taking a four-unit class. So I've already got eight units. I'm almost halfway You're down. halfway, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. I know a lot of kids who were in high school that were high achievers mm-hmm. like you, somebody who spent many, many hours, did IB or honors yeah. or whatever, AP. all these AP mm-hmm. classes. Then they get to college, and it's kind of a almost like a letdown. Yeah, yeah. So, w- meaning letdown. Not, not meaning... a letdown, but all of a sudden you have a lot more time. I mean, you oh, have yeah, a lot yeah. of freedom that mm-hmm. you know you are six thirty in the morning to nine o'clock at night. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Each day you got something there, and now you don't have class on Fridays. I know no. that. No, I don't have class on Fridays, and I can attest that six thirty in high school is different than six thirty in college. <laughs> <laughs> I was it was interesting my freshman year I took a, well last semester I had a lab at 8 a.m. Mm. and I was highly discouraged from taking it by my advisor she was like you want to take yep. an 8 a.m. what yeah no I would say the campus doesn't come alive till 10 yeah yeah mm-hmm. that most That's classes me. don't I, have <laughs> I, I fit right in there because I don't come alive till at least 10 yeah. yeah no but there is a lot more time a lot, yeah. a lot more time. Kind of going through my schedule this year. Monday, I have class from eight thirty to nine fifty, and then I'm done for the rest of the day. Oh, 
I don't have class for this today. That's why you kept yourself busy with the other stuff. Exactly. I have a lot of time to do other things. Um, and so I needed to fill my fill my time. I've always been the busy person. Yeah. Always been the person that is always out and doing something. And last mm -hmm. semester, I kind of didn't do that. I wanted to take the adjustment slow. But by the end, I was going absolutely stir crazy. I yeah. had so much time. I was like, there's... I can only get so far ahead in my classes. There's, right. no, there's nothing else. There's for nothing me to else do. I can do. Exactly. Academically, do you feel like what you're doing now in school is as challenging even as high school? Because I mean, a lot of people I know, like when my kids went to Foothill, they literally were like, "I got to college and it seemed pretty easy compared to the demands I had in high school." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or do you think it's it's a it, almost like because it's you're older you're more mature mm -hmm. things are easier a little bit you've matured to that and you pass that and you're used to that pace or what do you think yeah i guess high school there's a lot of ancillary work true so kind of no, work that you're yeah. like eh, kind of going what along everything is so purposeful in college or at least right. it should be yeah uh, my experience everything that i've done is really 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 um, engaging yeah and I feel like I'm doing something with mm -hmm. my writing right. that's that's one thing that's really different every I, I, I'm writing so many essays way more in high school um, the worksheets and everything that's a thing of the past time. exactly so I've found myself writing way way more in, in college and I guess that was an adjustment in the beginning mm -hmm. um, but I was really grateful to have a lot of people surrounding me that can help me do it and I guess practice makes perfect yep and so you just got to keep doing it. Um, and then you kind of get into your own writing style and, and, and that groove. So I would say that's what's different is that there's a lot of a lot of writing. Um, but the day to day classes seem easier just going into class, kind of just absorbing the information rather than having to complete tasks during class and yeah. having to turn something in at class. So that, that That's a difference. Yeah. Do you feel are you glad you chose USC? Yeah. Yeah. You're I feel happy. really, really, really happy. The, everyone around me is so smart so capable um and it's really a good environment to be in because you see all these really high achieving students they all come to the same spot and <laughs> they're you're like okay well i'm just kind of like the averagely smart person um <laughs> but everyone makes each other smarter iron sharpens iron yeah here. True. how yeah. strong is the woke culture on that campus yeah so um if we were to pull my public policy class and pose the simple question of, do you hate America? I would say that 75% would say yes. <gasps> really? Yeah. They would hate America. They hate America. Is there then, is that is that answer then supported by any reasoning or is it just a yet kind of a yes or no poll? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they look in America and they see the policies that white men create mm, okay. and spew upon marginalized communities and marginalize them further and they are really upset they're really angry and they're frustrated and so that frustration and anger turns into hate and so they really really despise so it's, it's almost a displaced anger yeah. because there's there's so many there's so many aspects of why some of these policies and some of these things have happened we can we could talk about this for on a whole other podcast yeah. as to what these things are, mm -hmm. but do you think it's do you think it's just the nature of who you guys are? As I mean, I've always loved the fact that when people go to college, they have this enlightenment almost. Mm -hmm. It gives them the ability to see other 
things that they never saw before. You're outside of their parents' house and they have yeah exactly yeah view. you have that disconnection. Mm-hmm. I was reading an, uh, a chapter in a book before I before I got here for one of my classes, and that's exactly what I was talking about. How education and what a liberal arts education should give to you it should make you communicate mm-hmm. more clearly right. through your voice through your writing. It mm-hmm. should make you become a great writer, and it should lead you down a path to gaining knowledge for yourself right taking a bunch of information consuming it kind of uh taking what you the the bias out of it understanding the bias and pulling out maybe a a deeper meaning from it and really teaches you how to think so so aiden what next what next for you i mean you have your whole world in front of you what do you what do you plan on doing the rest of the year (laughs) and what about the summer yeah so um very exciting about the summer really yeah i got a internship in the capital (gasps) so i'll be working the washington capital or the the sacramento capital okay i plan on staying at home is it going to be open um that's kind of up in the air so the assembly has different rules than the senate so we're getting to more (laughs) of the covid so the assembly is allowing everyone to come in just so you know for those who don't know the people's house the Capitol has not been open to the people yeah. since COVID stopped, mm-hmm. started. It's gotten better, much, much better. Um, but the assembly side, this all staff is able to come in. On the Senate side, only two staffers are able to come in. And, and, and regular people can't just come in. No. And what they've created now is the Capitol building, but now there's an office building across the street from the Capitol called the Swing. And they're, re, they're renovating one of the Capitol wings Mm -hmm. and so all those offices are being moved into the swing so the swing is just a big office building that senators and their staff have and assemblymen have their offices in to get into the swing you have to swipe your card so if you're your vaccine card no (laughs) no and (laughs) like a a different card we're at a different card (laughs) a like employee card okay so if you want to like go meet your senator you have to have someone from their staff come down let you in swipe you in and then you get to go up rather than in the capital you just go through the metal detectors and can walk around because it's a museum yeah. and you're able to kind of see everything the the office building is completely different and in dc it's very similar yeah um the capital is only used for hearings and, yeah. and committees not not offices our our state capital is obviously smaller um but they needed to do some renovations so they created this one so you're gonna do an internship oh, yeah. what's that gonna that's what's what your responsibility is gonna be so kind of preliminary talks i'll be doing some legislation i'm hmm. um, working on some of the senator's leg- legislation but also doing some of their comms a lot of what i do in the athletic department can translate very well into uh into a politician's office yeah and uh, kind of have them reach more people especially younger people it is it is and you're i'm very happy that you're doing that that's great you'll be very good at yeah i'm excited so as you know aiden we ask our guests to give Mm -hmm. us a takeaway gift yeah do you have one for us i never even asked you about i know yeah he came prepared i did Mm -hmm. i mean he knew what to expect yeah i did i guess i've had a long long time to (laughs) think about i was like well what would i say what would my tag be tom cruise that's my tag (laughs) (laughs) um no i guess everything that we talked about today doesn't really matter academics doesn't really matter what matters is the people that we love Mm -hmm. and those that um are are with us today you guys our families that's what matters so tell those people in your life that you love that you love them Mm -hmm. and try and spend as much time with them as you can 
Um, my family suffered a loss over our Christmas break. We lost my grandfather. And um, kind of when I heard the news, it was when was the last time that I talked to him? And it was like a week and a half before. And we had a phone conversation and we talked about our new coach, Lincoln Riley at USC and how much he wanted to come. At the end, I said, I love you. Yeah. And we hung up. And who, who would know that that would be the last time that I talked to him? Um, and we never know for mm-hmm. any of us. Mm-hmm. So those that you love, tell them that you love them. I'm so glad that you reminded us that of that. That is, that is really something we all need to remember. And yeah. I'm so glad you got to talk to your grandfather the yeah. week and a half before. I know. I was very, very grateful. Just when you think our the world is falling apart, then you have an 18-year-old on your podcast and you realize that it's probably never been better. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about hope, that's right. he's sitting right next to us. Aiden, oh. thank you for joining us on You're Two so Average welcome. Girls. Yeah, we're so happy to have you on. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're Two Average Girls. We'll see you next time. Be sure and rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our reels, our uh, social media um support manager <laughs> Jacqueline Cooper is amazing Jack of all trades the ja- she's really she's, making us into this we're a multimedia <laughs> conglomerate <laughs> so be sure and check it all out you can find it all under two average girls podcast we'll see you next time mm-hmm.